This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Stirk. So today I have with me certified financial planner Kelsey Banky, and we're going to helpfully simplify or hopefully simplify this a little bit for you. Mary, let me just start off by saying I think Social Security is way more complicated than it needs to be. Right. But nevertheless, let's try to to work through this muddy water here. And uh, from the beginning, I'm just going to say, seek help. (laughs) (laughs) When you get to this point where Social Security is a factor for you and you need to start claiming those benefits or you need to start thinking about when you need to plan for those benefits, please just seek help get somebody to help you with this because it's it's a very tough path to navigate um, and you want to make sure you're getting all the benefits that you're eligible for and the, the, the full dollar amounts that you're eligible for. Yeah, so here's the thing that's interesting about Social Security is we think about that as our retirement paycheck. And that's true. There, you know, if you worked for at least 40 quarters, which is 10 years, Again, one of the kind of unnecessary complexities. If you worked for 10 years, you're eligible, but they have to call it 40 quarters. Um, And then you're eligible to get some Social Security benefit. And they have a very complicated process of determining exactly what your amount is. I'm not even going to attempt to go into how they calculate that, I'm just going to tell you that you can go to ssa.gov as a website and set up an online profile for yourself and they'll tell you what you're expected to get. Or you can go to the local social security office and they'll give you those projections as well. But basically here's how it works. If you worked during your lifetime, you're gonna get a social security check once you're at your, what is called a full retirement age. Or maybe a little before or maybe a little after. (laughs) But at some point late in life, you're likely to get a Social Security check. And the full retirement age is different for everybody. So depending on when you were born, uh, your full retirement age usually falls somewhere between 65 and 67, kind of in that range. Um, And you and your neighbor across the street that are only a year apart, it might be a different age for each of you. So uh, the, the best place to find that is on your statement. It'll say exactly what the age is of your full retirement. So now statements, here's another way that they <laughs> make it complicated. I'm, I'm sounding like I'm really picking on Social Security, but I, I just think it's difficult for the average person to understand and predict what the heck is going on with this. You'll receive a statement in the mail every five years from age 25 to 60. And then after that, you'll get one annually. So people, if you haven't seen your Social Security statements for a while, they made this change a few years ago. Um, But you can always see your benefits online. So that same website we gave out, ssa.gov, you can always go out and see whatever your projected um, payments will be. Yeah, so when, when you're thinking about what to expect with Social Security, let me share with you what some of the averages are. The average man receiving Social Security today is getting $15,231 a year from Social Security. And the average woman is getting $11,794 a year. So I don't know about you, but I can tell you that for me, that's not going to be enough to sustain me during retirement to just depend on Social Security. So that's why it's so important to do retirement planning on your own outside of Social Security, but it's also important to understand how to maximize those benefits, okay? So here's the thing. Your full retirement age is when you get your actual regular benefit. 
but you do have an opportunity to take it early and you also have the opportunity to delay taking it. And both of those choices can have some advantages or some disadvantages, okay? Now, the earliest that you can take your Social Security is age 62. And people often ask me, well, should I? And the answer basically is maybe. It depends on what your income is. And here's the thing. If you're making more than approximately $16,000 a year from any kind of job or wages, then no, you don't want to take that Social Security early because what happens? You're going to pay it back. So from age 62 until your full retirement age, if you're still making money, you're going to want to not take that Social Security because otherwise you just have to pay it back. There's no point in taking it. Um, However, if you've retired early and you're not receiving an income from some type of wage-based job, then taking your Social Security early might be your best option because you're not going to have to pay it back. But the minute that you go over $16,000-ish in wages, and I'm saying $16,000-ish because the number adjusts from year to year, but that's about where it is now. The, the minute you go over that is the minute you start paying Social Security back. And I can tell you, I've never met a happy person who's paying Social Security back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nope, that's a benefit you want to get and not give it back. Absolutely. That's right. You're the one that gave it to them in the first place. They're kind of just giving you back your own money. <laughs> so, um, all right. So that's a little bit about taking it early. But let's talk a little bit about delaying it and taking it late. So, Kelsey... Tell us a little bit about what happens if you delay it beyond your full retirement age. Sure. Uh, every year that you delay it or every every month that you delay it, you're actually going to get an increase in your benefit. And it comes out to about 8% per year that you delay. Um, so if you have an eligible age of 66, your full retirement age, and you delay it till 70, you can get a 32% increase in your uh, benefit, 8% for each of those four years. Now at 70, that's the highest that it'll go. It won't go any higher after 70. So there's really not a point to delay longer than that. And, And whether or not you take it at your full retirement age or delay is really a conversation you should have with somebody that you're doing retirement planning with, because there are other benefits or negatives to doing that. You want to make sure you understand how that's all impacted. So here's the thing. Remember how we just talked about how if you take your Social Security early and you make too much money, you have to pay it back. Once you hit that full retirement age, you can make any amount you want to make and you don't have to pay anything back. So your full retirement age matters in terms of triggering that Social Security benefit. Now, we get a lot of questions from people who say, well, should I delay? Should I wait to take it? You know, is that 8% going to make enough difference for me to go ahead and want to delay taking it? And again, the answer is a big fat maybe. Um, And some of it depends on your financial situation, but some of it also depends on your health and your family's history of longevity. And the reason I say that is this, is there is what's called a break-even point. And the break-even point is out there between 15 to 18-ish years for people that for every year that you delay taking your Social Security, then that's a year that you didn't get that money each month in exchange for having a slightly higher benefit in the future. So there's a break-even point that's out there, and usually it's in your you know, late 70s, early 80s. If you outlive that break-even point, 
then yes, it was a great idea for you to delay and take the bigger amount. But if you die before that break-even point, then you didn't get back all the money that you could have got from Social Security. And so that's why I say, to some degree, it depends on your health and your family's longevity. I mean, let's face it, none of us can know exactly how long we're going to live. But if you're sick or if you have an illness that you think is going to cut your life short, then my recommendation generally is take as much Social Security as soon as you can get it because you are maybe not as likely to outlive that break-even point. But if you're healthy as a horse and your family all lives to 102, then you might be someone that wants to think about delaying it because there's probably a better chance that you could outlive that break-even point and come out financially ahead. So how do you know what your break-even point is? That's a calculation that that Social Security can help you run or somebody like us can help you run. And we have a great giveaway today. Um, We have a program that's called a Social Security Maximization Program. And basically, we can plug in your information and your spouse's information and be able to tell you what are the exact best times to take Social Security for your particular situation. How do you maximize it? So the first five callers that call in 605-217-3555, we will run a complimentary social security maximization calculation for you. And anybody that calls in, we will be happy to give you the free guide to understanding social security. It's so complex. It's nice to get a little help. So give us a call. We'll get your Social Security Maximization Calculation run and your free guide to Social Security. Now, Social Security is always also going to be a topic that we talk about at our upcoming seminar. So, Kelsey, tell us a little bit about our upcoming seminar. On September 20th, we're having our Retirement Readiness Seminar. And this is one of my favorite topics to talk about because... There's a lot of uh, hesitation when people get ready to retire and maybe some excitement too, obviously, if you're you're looking forward to that time, but being confident that that's the exact right time to retire um, is maybe a question you haven't found the answer to yet. So there's going to be a lot of tips and a lot of conversation about what are the things you need to make sure you have lined up so that you can feel confident going into that beginning of your retirement. And one of the things we're talking about is Social Security. Congratulations to Mary Stirk and the team at Stirk Financial for earning a spot on two Forbes lists for six years running, including 2023 Forbes Best in State Wealth Advisors and 2023 Forbes Top Women Wealth Advisors Best in State, number one in South Dakota. Now we're going to talk a little bit about um, some special situations and also kind of why Social Security is set up the way that it is. So I don't know if a lot of people necessarily realize this, but Social Security was set up back in the day um, as a form of raising money for the government to utilize. All right. So they figured if they could get everyone in the United States who's working to give the government a little bit of their money in exchange for the government to give some of it back to them later with a very, very, very small amount of interest, I might add, that they could utilize that money during a time when the country needed it. All right, so I get it. I get why they did it. But here's the rub with Social Security that's kind of interesting and frustrating. When they set this initial retirement age where you could get your Social Security back when you're 65, that actually was the age that people were expected to live to. (laughs) So back in the day when Social Security was created, they created it in such a way that they never actually thought they'd pay back a lot of the benefits because they expected you to be dead. 
fantastic setup, right? But um, joke is kind of on them because with all the medical advances we have, people are now living 20, 30 years longer on average. Yeah, life expectancy has come a long way since Social Security was created. Absolutely. And so now the government is paying out these benefits. That's why we have this graduated system of when your full retirement age is. And that's why when you look at your Social Security statements now, it says right on the front, hey, the Social Security system's going to be broke by a certain year. <laughs> Not very comforting. They're already paying out more in benefits than they have coming in from the current workforce. Therefore, we have a Social Security system that is damaged. Okay, so here's what good financial planning says. Good financial planning says plan for what we know is in place today. So factor Social Security into your retirement planning, but you have to expect that there are going to be changes along the way. Now, are they likely to take away benefits from people who are already receiving them? Probably not too likely. Are they likely to reduce or eliminate benefits for people who are not yet getting them? Much more likely. So the younger you are, I think that the more unlikely it is that you'll get Social Security in its current format. Now, that being said, I don't think there'll be no Social Security, but I do think that it's going to change. Yeah, absolutely. And there's there's a number of ways that they can make changes and they can try to extend the, the current um, funds that they have and the funds that they're collecting. And we've seen that in play already. You know, at the beginning of 2016, a few of the filing options went away. Right. And, and they did that to try to extend... Uh, the, the length of time that the current ben- benefits will cover and, and the changes to the statements so they can become a leaner organization, have less um, waste in their in their budget. There's a number of different things that they can do to help extend this. We just have no idea what those are going to be at this point. So we just kind of got to roll with the punches until that we have a, a more firm answer. Right. And like Kelsey said, like that statement change we talked about earlier, we used to get our social security statements every year in the mail, and now you get them every five years. Well, there's 64 million people that are eligible to get a social security statement. So if they can save postage on 64 million pieces of mail every for four years in a row, that's a pretty big deal. You know, that's a pretty big cost savings to the to the program. So that's why we see changes like that happening with it. All right, let's talk a little bit about some um, special type of situations. And let's talk about divorce first, because I think divorce and Social Security is one of the the least known situations of how to specifically handle it. All right, so here's the thing. We had a woman come into the office, and she was getting about $800 a month of Social Security. She was divorced, and as we were doing her financial planning, I suggested that we look at her prior spouse's social security to see if she would be eligible for anything more. She didn't even know that she could get anything more. And after we dug into it, we realized that her social security could increase up to about 1800 instead of 800 So she was missing out on $1,000 a month of social security benefit just because she didn't know she could get more because she had been married in the past to somebody who had a higher benefit than her. Yep. And there's a few rules that, that accompany that Um, piece of the social security rules and first of all you have to be married for at least 10 years um, at the time of the divorce and then you have to be of an eligible age to start receiving those benefits so 
age 62 um, is the age you have to attain before you can start um, looking into the spousal benefits and claiming the benefits based off of your former spouse. And you have to still be unmarried. So if you remarry, you lose your claim to your ex-spouse's benefits. Now, we've had this question a few times over the years. What happens if you... uh, divorce from the second spouse well you get to pick the bigger of the two (laughs) pick an ex yay (laughs) (laughs) but I think the key the key point is to realize that if you were married for at least 10 years you're not remarried you might have a claim to a higher benefit because you you were married to somebody that has a higher benefit now so keep that in mind and make sure that you're getting your full uh, monthly distribution right absolutely so Okay, then the other thing that we want to talk about is um, survivor benefits. So if you have lost a spouse, if you are a widow or if you are a widower, then there are survivor benefits. And what a lot of people don't realize is that let's say you're both receiving Social Security. If one spouse dies, you keep one check. You keep the bigger check. Okay, so if you are in your retirement years, as long as your spouse who's deceased was 62, then um, you are eligible to get their benefit if it was bigger than yours. Now, this is one of those complicated pieces where they throw this extra little rule in there. So survivor benefits, you don't have to be 62. You just have to be 60. So uh the key thing I think in all of this is to keep in mind if, if there's a big change to um, whether you're married or whether you lose a spouse, things like that, you need to be looking into those benefits um, so that you can claim them as soon as possible. Now, um, if you're claiming a survivor benefit, go ahead and claim those as soon as possible um, as far as getting the process started. But if you're claiming your own benefit, it can take up to three months for the benefit paperwork and all of the the stuff that you have to do to set it up to go through. So plan ahead if you're just claiming normal retirement benefits for yourself. Yeah. And there's also some survivor benefits that are little known too. So beyond just the widow or the widower, if if you uh, have passed away and you have a disabled child, there could be some survivor benefits for them. Or if you've passed away and your children are under the age of 18, there is likely to be some survivor benefits for them until they are age 18. I actually just had this happen. Um, we unfortunately lost a family member at a very young age due to a automobile accident. And I, I very quickly talked to their, their father, the, the children's father, and said, you need to get on this. They have spousal benefits available that can help you. Now, there's there's going to be paperwork and information that they ask for, um, but Definitely look into that. If you've already had the heartache of losing a, a young loved one, make sure that you have that extra help from the Social Security Administration to help care for your kids going forward. Absolutely. So you can see that there's a lot of complexity to different special situations with Social Security. Another question that we frequently get are is, are my Social Security benefits going to be taxed? And again, my answer to that is, Maybe. It depends on what your other income is, and it depends on what type of income your other income is. So let's just leave it at this. If you actually have a decent income of any type during retirement from pensions or investments or rental properties or things like that, just expect your Social Security to be taxed. (laughs) And up to 85% of it can be included in the calculation that you pay tax on. It doesn't mean you're going to pay 85% in taxes, it means 85% of it can be considered taxable, okay? 
All right. So first five callers, give us a holler and we will run you a social security maximization calculation and also give you the free guide to understanding social security. And uh, anybody that would like that guide, just give us a call or go to our website at circfinancialservices.com and request that. And while you're there, sign up for our seminar, uh, Retirement Readiness, set for September the 20th. We have a limited number of seats available and uh, get your reservation in early. So we will look forward to seeing you there. And thanks for listening to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of your audio provider and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can ensure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should only be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated. Member FINRA SIPC. Insurance offered through Stirk Financial Services, which is not affiliated with Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated. Neither Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated nor its representatives provide tax or legal advice. You should consult a qualified attorney or tax professional to answer your specific questions. Stirk Financial Services is located at 350 Oak Tree Lane, Suite 150, Dakota Dune, South Dakota, 57049 and can be reached at 605-217-3555. Forbes Best in State Wealth Advisors list includes 10 recipients per state. The award is based on qualitative and quantitative data, rating thousands of wealth advisors with a minimum of seven years of experience and weighing factors like revenue trends, assets under management, compliance records, industry experience, and best practices. The award is not based on portfolio performance or client reviews. There is no fee in exchange for rankings. Third-party rankings and recognitions are no guarantee of future investment success and do not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a higher level of performance or results. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client nor are they representative of any one client's evaluation.